This is the Transportation Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on market scale. Just to try to reduce crashes and keep traffic moving smoothly, they're going to want a computer behind the wheel rather than a human. If problems mean more money spent on transportation, it can hurt your bottom line. Welcome to Market Scale Transportation. I'm your host, Sean Heath. One of the most interesting things about almost any industry is the level of detail that each individual employee experiences on a day-to-day basis. Um, Some of the best chefs in the world, I feel, are the ones who maybe have their own vegetable garden. My guest on the podcast today works at a little larger scale than a chef salad, but I feel that the ideas really apply to the way he approaches making sure that everybody is as skilled as they can be. Of course, I'm talking about Tim Bynum. He is the production manager at Mid-Continent Controls. Tim, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you, Sean? I'm doing very well. You place employees in positions to know as much as they can about the finer details so they can have a better command of the larger details and the larger overview of any given product or project. Is that accurate? That's pretty accurate. Um, We try to make sure that Um, The employees, um, when they're working on something, they don't just focus on what they're working on. They actually get to see the bigger picture and see the end result. So to get to the end result, you have to pretty much, like you said, groom them to understand what each ingredient does and how, when those ingredients come together, what the end result looks like. There are a couple of really good benefits that most people probably wouldn't think about when they when they look at that as a process. Having the ability to work in a different capacity than your traditional job description really helps expand your understanding of the final product. But from a job satisfaction standpoint, I think it can only help increase an employee's satisfaction when they look at the final product and they realize, oh, that's right, we put all of these different activities and processes into making that final thing, and that helps them have a, a stronger sense of pride in the overall process and the final product. Exactly. I mean, if you take someone that um, you're saying, hey, I just want you to uh, put these components on a board and don't focus on anything else. Don't look at anything else. Just look at these components. Uh, after a while, they kind of, you know, get tired and or they kind of like don't see exactly the end result. So it does help to have um, people understand that okay, you're going to build this part of the of a, a unit, um, but it goes into an, another part that's a little bit bigger, and then those parts combined give you your end result. And so if you include everybody into each stage of, of of the production build, um, the end result kind of gives them that satisfaction. And knowing that it's going to go out and it's going to um, go into a customer's airplane um, and that person's going to enjoy the benefits of your build, it kind of helps them with that sense of pride. Talking from just an employee's experience and their career with the company, just how important is that additional experience for them long term as far as their personal success? So a lot of our employees um, come to us with a little bit of uh, experience with soldering and building wire harnesses. It might be basic soldering skills. It might be basic crimping connectors and crimping pins or building wire harnesses. 
when they get here. But having them be part of the process where they're doing more than just the basic skills or having them be part of several part processes in the build helps them to understand that if they want to further their education, if they want to become, say, a, a manufacturing planner or if they want to um, look at a supervisory role, they have overall knowledge to help them get into that position. They, it helps them understand how to plan future bills if they become a planner. It helps them understand the tasks or the responsibilities their employees might have if they become supervisors. So the skill set is like a stepping stone for them to start from the basic and move up to a more broader experience level where they can use that in those roles as a supervisor or as a planner or something where you know their expertise is, is required. And that's something that you do it there at Mid-Continent. I know that you're very um, driven to provide employees with the opportunity to learn about skills that might not be part of their current day-to-day, but that could ultimately help them become more valuable. That's correct. We've had a couple of uh, employees that have uh, started out in a production area and based on the experience and based on the knowledge they've gained while being uh, part of the production team, they've moved on to other positions in the company. Um, those in- positions include being a manufacturer planner, where they plan the, the build of future builds, where they plan the, the instructions and the processes, and they use their experience to create those instructions. And they also can come back and use the feedback from current assemblers to make sure that anything that they plan or any instructions that they write um, are easy to understand. And having the experience of working on the floor, it helps them write instructions from the perspective of an assembler. Just on a side note, how many soldering irons do you have at home in your garage? (laughs) Me personally, I only have like two. My soldering skills, Let's just say uh, I've been uh, ran off the floor by my production folks because my soldering skills don't match theirs. But um, I have about two in my in my um, garage. Um, my background um, comes from the military, and um, my early start in the military, um, I did a lot of soldering because we had to replace components and and we had to uh, repair PCBs and stuff like that. So, um, but over the years, I kind of tr- um, kind of minimize that skill to become a more of a supervisory role. So uh, for my folks, uh, having that skill set is a, is a key and it's, it's really important. In fact, a majority of the folks that come to us come with at least some basic soldering skills, but being able to solder day to day and um, being able to do uh, different types of components and different types of soldering um, practices, it helps to, them to improve their soldering skills so that if they decide to um, move on or if they relocate or whatever the case may be, they can use that soldering skill to continue in the industry. Yeah, and there's a very specific skill set that is required to be good at PCB manufacture. There's a, a there's so many different aspects. You have to have an attention to detail, a sense of timing. You have to have fine motor skills. But those are skills that can actually be gained on site. So, yeah, that's correct. Um, basic soldering knowledge is something that we require. Um, it's not necessary, but if somebody comes in to uh, our company um, with some basic soldering skills, it is a way to open the door for them. Um, we do different types of soldering, and it could go from something that's uh, you know really big soldering uh, with 
really big legs on components to very fine legs on components. So to have the basic soldering skills, um, it helps them to be able to be flexible. And it also, um, as they go along, the way we look at it, if you start with the basic, you can move your way up to where after just soldering uh, repetitively and doing the soldering on day to day, you can start to master even the fine pitch soldering um, skills that we look for. One thing that changes quite drastically is the scale and size of the components that you build. Uh, I'm really fascinated with the approach that you take there. You literally design to meet a customer's need for each individual customer instead of, hey, here's a basic flat way to do this and you have to, as a customer, have to change the way you do stuff to use our product. Talk to me about why that is such an important approach for you. For us, it's very important that we are uh, meeting customer requirements. And so in order to do that, um, our engineers uh, work with the customers closely. Um, while customer requirements are different, um, sometimes the systems and the circuits are pretty much similar. So a lot of times the components that we see in one customer's um, product can also be used in another customer's product. But because we want to make sure that we are meeting the customer's requirement, it's important that we are, are using the right components and that we're using the right circuits and that we are actually um, complying with the things that they're looking for um, to make sure that they get that quality product. Um, our customers come with us with specifics sometimes. Uh, a, a lot of times they just say, hey, we want uh, 110 volt uh, AC outlet. Um, what can you do for us? And so based on their demand, we, we try to cater to that as much as possible. Is there anything in the industry right now, maybe a piece of news or new trend that has you particularly excited? Um, we have lots of things that change and, and, um, we kind of go with what's going on, what the trends are in the electronics world. And so right now, um, the, the, the latest thing that's coming out is like the USB-C type product. So for us, we're trying to, um, master that. If you want to use that the terminology to try to master that, to make sure that we can meet, uh, requirements from customers that are looking for that USB-C capability. Um, we have um, some subwoofers. We have some other products like that, similar like that. The main thing that it seems to be really steady for us are, are Bluetooth type products. Are the projects that involve that Bluetooth connectivity, are those some of your favorite projects right now? Um, I wouldn't say they're my favorite. <laughs> I would say that you know they are ones that are very interesting to build because of, of the way that they're built and the, the type of components that go into it. So for the folks that work for me, it is a, it, for them it's a change of pace because it, it does involve newer components. It involves components that we very rarely have worked with in the past, but they're getting to understand them and getting to uh, enjoy working with them. Is there a project that you've worked on that you can tell me about that you're not under some NDA that you're especially proud of that you look at it and you think, yeah, we have some pieces in that? Honestly, what I like to do is sometimes I go through um, aviation magazines or I'll see a, a poster of a, of a corporate jet or a business jet and I can look at the side panel and I can I automatically look and see that there's a switch that um, controls something, whether it's controlling audio, whether it's controlling music, 
whether it's controlling the, the window shades. And I can tell that it's a switch that comes from mid-continent controls. And so that's always something to be uh, proud of. And usually when I come across something like that, I'll either bring it in or I'll try to bring it up um, um, on my computer and I'll share it with my employees because um, like we talked about earlier, you know, they have that sense of pride knowing that they, what they're building goes into a bigger unit or uh, the, the things that they build when it comes together, um, they can see the end result. But to be able to see the end result in the airplane and see how it affects the customer, that's a, a, a bigger sense of pride for them as well. As one more side note, uh, I get the distinct impression that you're uh, a curious person <laughs> and uh, a bit and a bit of a tinkerer. Um, how many times did you get in trouble as a kid for taking apart your mom's toaster, or the, did you break a microwave? What was the what was your what's your story? Let's see. There are probably many times that I got in trouble for taking stuff apart and not being able to put it back together. You know, I and and I I do have a curious nature. Um, I like to to see how things work, um, and I especially like that when I was a kid. And uh, I can say that my my son has taken on that role. Um, he's now nineteen, but when he was younger, he was more like a mini me. But when I was a kid, I think um, there were a couple of times when I took um, some of my dad's equipment apart. My dad owned his own business and. I was curious on how it worked internally. So I think I took apart a, uh, a skill saw one time. I took apart some other stuff, and I couldn't figure out how to get it back together. But I had to learn quickly to get it back, how to get it back together because my dad needed it the next day. So, so yeah, that was probably one of those times where I actually probably came close to getting in trouble. Uh, I did get in trouble with my, with my mom for taking um, a radio apart, and I couldn't figure out how to put it back together. Well, I have to say, obviously, you did figure out some solution because you're alive and talking to me today. <laughs> That's true. You really figure stuff out really quick when your dad has said, <laughs> if you don't finish that, there's going to be problems. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Fear pretty much is an ultimate problem solver, and it's an ultimate motivator. I am really thankful that I had a chance today to have a conversation with Tim Bynum, the production manager and Mid-Continent Controls. Tim, thanks so much for taking the time today to, to chat with me a little bit. This was really interesting, and I have really enjoyed this. I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, thank you, Sean, for having me. I appreciate it.